what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor. And this is episode 357 of the show. Okay, listen. Like, hit fast forward after I'm done the intro for like a minute and a half. Because <laughs> I don't know how to edit podcasts. And I'm like really boring, like brain fog the first 90 seconds. So you just skip past that crap. And then you just keep going, baby. Okay, honesty is the best policy. But this episode is all about actually building your business. And it does get really good. It just starts off really garbage. So I'm just being honest, okay? I'm not on 100% of the time. I'm like 99.5. All right, okay. So now that we got through that, I hope you guys love this episode. Today's review of this show. And don't forget that I do a $100 giveaway every Monday. Today's reviewer of the show is She Learned to Love Herself. Y'all need Jessie Lee in all caps, five stars. Listen, you guys, I used to be one of those toxic people she talks about. I used to be one of those people you didn't want to be around because I was so negative all the time. I'm crying every time I hear her because she lights my soul on fire. I'm starting from the beginning and she going to be in my ear all day, every day. She's fire, fire, fire. I'm so happy I'm a part of her team. Marketing or not, you need to listen to her words of wisdom. I love it so much. And if you guys do love this episode, after we get past the first 90 seconds of garbage, make sure you screenshot it, put it in your uh, put it in your Instagram, tag me at I'm Boss Lee, tag some friends, text it to your friends, however you want to get it to them so they can listen to this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And if you do love it, make sure you subscribe and leave some five-star reviews. Y'all are amazing. I appreciate you. I love you. Enjoy episode 357 of the show. On, um, on just really how you can create a business. I know you have one. Um, but how you can create your business and make it something that is almost, uh, the only way I can really explain it is worth supporting. So I'm trying to like rack my brain about reasons and why, or I can't even think right now. It's the mold. Um, reasons why people would want to support our businesses and then things that make us succeed. And by the way, Ashley Azvedo is right in the middle of my screen. I just want to say you and Jackie last night, that was, in my opinion, the best, um, the best, uh, what are we calling them? A conversation. I don't know what to call them. The most conversation, the best opportunity event um, I've ever seen. So I thought that was amazing. And I just want to, you're in the middle of my screen. So I want to take a minute here. Um, but it was, it was, it makes sense that you're in the middle of my screen and I say that because it was a great example of representation. You did, I think one of the things you did best was you were able to pull so many different kinds of people in. You know what I mean? You were able to be like, this is my life um, as an addict, domestic bot. You were going down the list of like, if you feel like this, I know what that's like. If you felt like this, I know what that's like. And the two of you really just, uh, you ping-ponged off of each other brilliantly. So that's going to go right into what we are talking about today because I do think it's important. And I do think that the people whose businesses expand the most are the people who uh, they do care about diversity. And obviously that's been a big um, topic of discussion, I guess the word would be, a big topic of discussion for forever basically in my life. But it's been really, really cool to lead something like this. It's been really, really cool to do the Empire United thing. The um, Latino call last night lost their minds over being included in it, just so everyone knows. They are really excited for tomorrow night. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I think sometimes as people, we don't even think about what it might feel like to be underrepresented unless we are somebody who is underrepresented. Does that make sense? So, like, this is Women's Month, and it's, I mean, I... Uh, the only reason I didn't post really on Women's Day was because I'm like, man, that's how I feel every day. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm just going to be a woman hear me roar every day of the week. That's what it's going to be. Okay, that's that's how it's going to be. Um, and then it kind of actually made me reflect and think, you know, 
that's probably what it's also like for other minority groups as well that are kind of like, no, I'm really good 365 days of the year, 366 if it's a leap year, and why don't y'all understand? Uh, and so, I don't know, I just wanted to reflect on that and kind of say that's that's sort of why I described it the way I described it in my post is like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to show up and be the best every day of the year, no matter what, but I'm glad y'all are finally paying attention. You decided to post a picture about how you like women. All right, thanks. Thanks for caring for a day. <laughs> oh, and I, I think, okay, the only man on my screen right now is Chaz. Oh, wait, hold on. That's so weird. I said that, and then Frank, like, popped on my screen. Frank's like, dink, and moved over. That was very weird. Like, you are a voodoo witch over there, Frank, but that's okay. I'm here for it. So the two of you, and you look similar, so it weirds me out, but, like, whatever. Now you're, like, brothers on my screen screen. So it's fine. Not weird at all. All right. So I want to talk about this because, you know, I think a lot of what has turned this into a multi-million dollar empire, um, you know, obviously award winning. If you look at the people we're developing, it's like we have, it's, it, I, I kind of look at our business like in a way, like a school. I don't know how to explain that. I don't know if you ever look at this almost like a school, but I look at people like, look at my, no, I don't consider you my students, okay? But in a way, if I'm comparing it, it's like, look at my students going off to Ivy League, you know? It's like when they, when you hit pro champ, I'm like, another one in Harvard, you know? Like, I imagine that would be what it would be like if you were a proud parent, you know, a proud parent whose kid has been accepted at some top accolade or something like that. And, uh, you know, this, I think, is the key to success is really guiding that next generation, if you will, of team members in in, in particular on our team, really clearly uh, as diversity continues to expand, really focusing in on that and helping different groups of people, all groups of people, let's say it like that, all groups of people. Uh, letting them know that they can achieve their dreams, they can become and stay and get better and become more strong, more resilient, and quite frankly, one of the best examples, in my opinion, of strength is vulnerability. So the most vulnerable, right, um, company, team, we are a company, the Empire's company, right, uh, that reflects values of representation and diversity. And I think the more you do that, the bigger your business expands. And if we as 212 are interested in expanding our businesses, it does become important, right? Um, I mean, I just, I was very moved by uh, Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Beverly, I guess is what she likes to be called now, uh, since she's officially divorced. But I was really moved by when she talked about, take a look. Like everyone should just take a look at their organizations. And some people aren't uh, developed enough to do this. Some people don't even like the idea of doing this, just to be honest, like they might've heard what she said or they blatantly chose to ignore the call because they knew it was gonna make them uncomfortable. That's okay, right? I, I respect you, but maybe it's time to get a little uncomfortable. Take, take the time to look at what your front line looks like. I'm not talking about your whole team. And I, I say your whole, I say you can't talk about your whole team because that wasn't you that somebody was comfortable with. Does that make, like, I'm not trying to be like a whatever. It wasn't you though, right? They were, maybe, you know, so-and-so was comfortable with, you know, Stephanie Holbin, but they weren't comfortable. You just ended up under, you get the point, right? Okay. So I want you to look at your front line. And if we can get better at anything, if we want to expand these businesses, it is about how we represent people because people will, everyone will support you. White people will support you more. Black people will support you more. Hispanic people will support you more. Hawaiians will support you more. Everyone will support you more. If your business becomes something worth supporting, 
But if everybody looks inside, what Tiffany said is this echo chamber of everybody looks the same, everybody walks the same, everybody talks the same. Like there are teams, and this is not our team, thank God, but there are teams that I look at on the internet and I'm like, if I am not a white, uh, super religious, like very far right, you know, like um, not even just uh, religious, but like the Q anonymous people, you know, like conspiracy, the conspiracy, and that's you, that's cool. That's not what this is about, okay? I look at some of these teams and I'm like, Whoa, if I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I can't make money with you. That just popped in my head because there are multiple teams where I look at that leader. I'm like, man, if I don't have tinfoil on my head, then I literally can't join your team. Nothing wrong with it if that's what you want to do, by the way, okay? But there are teams out there like that, right? Or I look at teams, I'm like, oh gosh, well, if I weren't Hispanic, maybe... I would never join that team because clearly that's only a Hispanic team. And so if we can expand and show people, this is all you're really looking for, that representation matters here, you can win here, we grow, right? Or like this, white, skinny, religious, married, parents, mainstream hobbies, etc. Yeah! Like, what? Is, you know what I mean? I remember, this is just a side note before I keep going on, <clears throat> I still remember going to my first GoPro and I walked into this room and I had bright blue hair, mind you. Okay. I had bright blue hair. I walked into the six slash seven figure summit and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think I fit in here. I'll never forget. And then I started doing lives where I was talking about it because I actually thought for a minute I could never be a multiple six or seven figure earner just from like really the first day there. And then I realized I was just going to make the way like, screw this. There clearly is no one who's like me. Well, we're going to create this space for it. Um, but I remember looking around and everybody had perfect brunette hair with like extensions. So it was really full or blonde. I didn't even see a redhead. Okay. Um, they all carried the same Louis Vuitton bag. I still remember it was the brown never full that year. I don't know why, but everyone had one of those. Their makeup all looked the same. Like they literally looked like they cloned like the top leaders, like top leaders all looked the same. And I'm like, oh no. And I remember I created some friends, you know, in Stepford Wives, right? I created some friends in it and I had never even, I had never, I didn't have anything designer when I went there, right? And I asked somebody, and by the way, like, they're still really nice. It's just not my style, right? I asked one of these people. I still remember her. She was one of the brunettes. I said, can I hold your bag for a second? I just want to see if I like it. And I picked it up and I said, oh, these straps are, like, really skinny. I feel like I would carry my laptop in here and the whole thing would break. And then I put it down. She kind of looked at me like... And so then when I got my first Louis Vuitton, I, I never, I still don't own a Neverfull actually. Uh, I ended up getting a totally different one. And then it was so interesting to, to say this because I'm not, a, I didn't start the trend. I don't want to say it like that. But now if you go to network marketing, I don't even carry that bag anymore because I carried it to like two or three network marketing events. And then all of like the Stepford wives, they started buying the same freaking bag. They started all buying the artsy. I started, you, you know, y'all know my one with the big fat strap. That's what they all carry now. When you start going to these events, look, I'm telling you. So it's real. Yeah, it's like um, Gretchen Wieners or whatever her name, Wieners or whatever with the, with the, got the thing out of the shirt or whatever, right? So I just, I say that because does that really represent a business that's worth supporting, right? And so um, 
the the thing that I kind of think about when I look at the empire and it makes me so proud is it's like what I think is happening is that people who when you look at a business or an organization and it's like if you don't see it you don't think you can become it I like that when I look at our team our team it's like you see you know if you're black if you're brown if you're gender this if you're non-binary that if you're queer this if you're I'm trying to think of like words now y'all know what I'm trying to say religious if you're super conservative if you're super liberal if you are the tinfoil people whatever like you literally are all represented here when people start to see it they will start to know that it's possible an alphabet team. I love it. Okay, yeah, Regina George. That's her name. Not the Gretchen Wieners girl. That's the one who can, like, hear weather or something, right? That's right. Okay, so anyway, I'm just getting my mean girls mixed up. Sorry about... Oh, that's not that one either? Oh, crap. All right, I'm getting closer. Crap. All right, I clearly need to re-watch my mean girls for inspiration before I do a training on it. I'm sure I could watch it and give you guys a training. <laughs> All right, so anyway, um, look, there's a couple of things. So if we are trying to blaze our own trail as a team and you are trying to become a team that is worth supporting, right? Inside of that, right? No more echo chambers. Take the honest look at your front line and say, am I, am I representing a safe place for everybody to come, right? Or am I only speaking to one type of person? Because you can talk about this in color personalities like we did last week. You can talk about it in, um, in any kind of way. This isn't just about racial diversity. If your whole team is, let me explain. My whole team 10 years ago was all red. We had a very hard time building business, okay? We had a very hard time building business because they weren't all achievers. They were all super aggressive, though, okay? Make sense? Everyone was fighting with everyone about how they're right and no, I'm right, and you don't know, Jesse Lee, no, hey, la, 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 screaming at each other. We could not get past a certain rank because everybody was at each other's throats, right? It was this unhealthy, toxic competition constantly, right? And then I started recruiting a ton of blues because I started making these like big personas and I was doing party plans, so I would just get... If you ever watched me do one of those parties, like I was really funny. Like I was literally a comedian, like Sydney knows. Okay. Um, I, it was like a 45 minute comedy hour. And so then I started recruiting all blues because everybody thought that I was blue. Okay. So they're like, Oh, so if I want to be a successful business owner, then I just need to be blue. Right. And then it was like, Kat just said a blue rush. Oh, oh my God, my whole team. I ha- I remember having a coaching call with uh, number one in the company. I said, I am hurting cats. This is, this is the most stressful organization I have ever, I cannot work with these people. The Reds had quit at this point, right? Because, you know, they're all screaming and fighting, right? Then they hate each other and whatever. Brought in a crop of blues, the blue rush, like she says. We couldn't get anywhere because everybody is like, I got another idea. I got another idea. Like all these ideas and zero implementation. I'm like, this is not good. Not good. My whole point, 
I think you understand. Oh my God, but we had so much fun. Yes, Kat. Yes, dear. Okay. Yes, I understand. I'm sure we had lots. You had fun. I was stressed out and having aneurysms all the time. Okay. Heart attacks, mental breakdowns, dealing with, dealing with these people. I, you know, I send you a text message. You respond once, then you throw your phone in the ocean. Okay. All right, Blue. All right. Okay. All right. Kat just out there living her best life. That's right. Okay. My point being your organization, if everybody looks the same, is no different. It's no different than having an all yellow team, an all green team, an all red team, an all blue team. It's the same issue, right? Because if you don't bring in the other personalities, the other kinds of people, the people with different cultures and different backgrounds, you limit yourself. You limit yourself because of, I mean, a multitude of reasons, right? You limit yourself because people don't see other people like them winning. You limit yourself because you don't get a background personality or a background perspective on how to build. You limit yourself. Like I'm looking at Agatha. It's in alphabetical order. So Agatha's right here, right? On my screen. Like I had to learn from the Italians how to train the Italians, right? If we didn't have Italians, I wouldn't know. And then Italians wouldn't be comfortable joining. And you know, what's really, really cool about Italy. A lot of these Italians are coming back. Like, remember the really toxic, awful, terrible leader that we've talked about? Like, there's a right way to build and a wrong way to build. He's not coming back. I don't think he'll ever come back. His ego got way too hurt. He's super red and whatever. But the people underneath of him are coming back. It's really, really cool. Right? Why? I said, send me a list, Tommy, of people that are cultural. This is like months ago. That are culturally aligned with what we do here, that for whatever reason, they just vanished. He's like, oh, I can send you a list of names. I'm like, "Uh, yes, the chattiest culture I've ever met on earth. Yes, I will talk to them, right? And I just sent them all messages and they, I listened while they complained about shipping or complained about taxes or complained about whatever it was. And now they're all kind of trickling back in, right? All the right people. So, Um, I just say that to you because if you don't have the diversity and then the willingness to learn, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. I I talked about building a European team for almost eight years now. I didn't talk about it really when I was in party playing because it wasn't a thing. But as soon as I started to like see that some people had an Australian team in party plan and some people had a New Zealand team in this party plan, I was like, oh, maybe I could do that someday. And then when I switched to network marketing, you know, five and a half years ago, I was like, all I want is an international team, like all I want, and I would talk about it on all these trainings. Some of you had heard me say it. I'd say, I want to have a team. I'm going to have a team where I'm translated multiple times a week. Well, it's reality now, but it was because of the willingness to learn other people's cultures, right? That's why it happened for them. So a couple of things. First of all, we got to believe in the power of hard work, okay? And I know you know that, but we've got to make sure we're hustling. And like, I know for some of you, it's early days, prove it. It's actually all early days, prove it for all of us, if we're being honest. And what are you willing to do? What are you, what are you committed to doing? Because I've, I, I talked a little bit about last night, but obviously in a different manner. Yes, that's right. I talked about an Africa team. Can't wait to open Africa, right? Talked about it a little bit last night, but you know, a lot of people, I think, look at what I'm doing and how I'm achieving and they think, oh my gosh, like, what is it she's doing? I've been doing weird stuff like this, like not weird. It's only weird because most people won't do it, but I've been working really hard for a long time. This is even before network marketing. I had a conversation with Amanda 
uh, Hajj Mahalis in Hawaii, and we were talking about waiting tables in, in Times Square. And I talked to her, I told her about how I noticed that nearly everybody was a tourist. And so, and not even just American, but like a tourist internationally. So I went home one day and I just wrote out, I just wrote out how to say thank you in like 150 languages. So when somebody would come in and say, you know, uh, oh, I'm from China, I would write thank you in Chinese on their check and just smile because it was a universal language and give them great energy because it's a universal language. Like a bit said, she's genius. I was like, wow. And people looked at me like I was crazy. People were like, you know, I don't know. They thought that I was nuts. You know, why are you doing that? Just get the tables in and out. And I just always kind of had this long-term vision of like, maybe it's not just getting tables in and out. Maybe it's actually connecting with people. Maybe it's letting people, you know, know, hey, I I know it's kind of weird when you can't understand the language that people are speaking. Because at that point I had been to Argentina, you know, I had traveled a little bit and I knew, uh, you know, kind of what kind of what it was like. Right. But I was willing to put in the hours. I was willing to work hard. I was always the person that would pick up shifts. Like, was that you? Is that you? Do you ever catch yourself in the middle of the day when you're like, I don't know, lollygagging, you know, and you're like, God, I should probably put in some time right now. Are those like, what are those little things that we know we need to start doing more of that will build our business the way we need to? Because if you don't believe in the power of hard work, the fact of the matter is, uh, I was talking to Bree and Brittany about this yesterday. People are literally always watching. Okay. So Brittany had her list of SPR leads. She writes down every name that she adds in there, by the way. You guys might want to start doing this and actually tracking how many names you're adding to Simple Proven Results. And I looked down and I went and I put my finger on a name and I said, does that guy work for, and it was a certain company. She goes, yeah. Now he's mailed me tons of free product. Um, you know, he's, I don't think he's ever bought it. He might've bought like a five day or something. I never added him to simple proven results. I only know him from Instagram. Right. And she said to me, she goes, and she said it this morning to Brie also, cause same thing, same exact same thing happened to Brie last night also. <laughs> so like, uh, anyway, um, she said, I think people are just so scared to message you. So they follow you. And then they also follow, they follow us when you tag us and stuff, but they think you're too busy. So they message us. I'm like, ah, that makes sense. And so then last night, Bree's like, ooh, this person says she builds leaders. And as soon as she said it, I said, that person follows me. And she goes, what? I said, that's been a, like an Eric Worre, Jesse Lee training. Like that's, that, that person follows me, I promise you. 20 minutes later, Bree's like, damn it, she does follow you. She just mentioned I found you on Jesse Lee's page. Like, look, all, my whole point behind saying that is, are you working? Are you giving people something to look up to, to aspire to, right? Like as much as it's going to be really cool to win Louis Vuitton stuff, the real power in that contest is me tagging you with your name on my social media. Cause you, I mean, that's just stupid to not try to win. You might think, no, they're all Jesse Lee's leads. Think like, look at the people that spend time around me that are commenting right now in the chat. That is a money grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $2,000 bag, $3,000 bag, whatever. Okay. There are lots and lots and lots of leads that will never message me because they go, well, she's so busy and she works so hard. By the way, I am not too busy to message these leads. So I wish they would just message me. Okay. 
whatever, all right? But they see you. They see me edify you. When I edify you, they go, oh, that Megan Hunter, she's a hard worker. That Jamie Lynn, that girl that went to her house, hard worker. Oh, that Sydney Smith girl, she always over there working. She must be working hard. What is that? Who's Amber Higgins? Let me click on her for a second. Who the heck? What? They sent her flowers too, so they must be making money. Kristen and Amber sent flowers. Hmm. Like they're doing all this recon on you, I swear. But it kind of makes sense. If you think about it, so I believe in hard work. I believe in routines. I believe in structure. I believe that when you create structure in your business, I think you're all taking notes, so write this down. I, I believe that when you create structure in your business, you actually create a framework for your, your teammate teammates to learn the right discipline and the power of hard work. Because in that, I think, is where the transformation happens. When people start to understand and see the discipline that you have and the power of the hard work that you put in, people don't start questioning why you have what you have. Does that make sense? Okay? There's no question, I don't think, for my leads. I don't think they're like, why is she so good? I think they're like, oh, I know exactly why. That's also what you can have, okay? Now, I've talked about this a lot. There are a lot of people that uh, they go really, really wide in mentorship instead of ooh, instead of deep. We haven't talked about this for a while. Okay, don't go wide in the mentorship. Go, go, or yeah, go deep. So I always talk about like find a business mentor and then find a um, find a life mentor. Okay, you'll find people who are like my mentors. So and 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 I'm like, what the hell? The problem with that is if you're all over the place with your mentors, A, you're probably personally developing way too much. A, you're not taking enough action. More detrimental though is that you're gonna start getting confused. You're gonna start to go, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Uh this coach said, or this mentor said this. And then this mentor said this. And then this mentor said this. And then this one said this. Which one's the truth? If you go very deep on what one person says and you just duplicate that, it always works. It just does. Like when people try to, like, okay, I'll talk about Europe as a whole right now. The people that do the quote unquote American thing are the ones winning. And it's not because it's an American thing. It's because they're going all in on what Jesse Lee suggested. Does that make sense? It's true. It's true. If you look at the people that are breaking ranks, the new sixes, the new sevens, we'll have new eights coming this month, at least two of them, right? (laughs) Right? Like, if you look at that, there are people that follow very deep what the empire is doing. Not like... Well, I heard this from, and like, I love these people. I'm just going to name names, right? Like, well, this person said to do this. Like, Fraser said do this, and then Eric said do that, and then Jesse Lee, you said do this. I love both of those people. But there's like, there's an empire system that works everywhere. Doesn't matter what your age is. Literally doesn't matter what your country is, right? Why are, why are, why is this new Spanish group that came out of nowhere crushing in Europe right now? They're under Mateo, right? And they said on their little edification thing, right? They said, we just love the system. We love the American way. Right. Hmm. Okay. So go very deep in your mentorship. 
not so wide because it drives me nuts when somebody messages me and they say, well, I was listening to so-and-so's podcast and he said that the way he did it is cold messaging. I'm like, no, that's great. That worked for him 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago or whatever, when people didn't realize they were being cold messaged. No, no. And I'm not going to train on it and I'm not going to talk about it in a positive way because I hate it. So, no. Yeah, and don't trust what everybody says, by the way. Even some of these coaches, just FYI. Because I love that Kayla's mentioning Clubhouse in the chat. Everybody's a freaking millionaire on Clubhouse. Have you noticed? Hmm, fascinating. Really? Are you really? Get on a jet, meet me somewhere. Like a jet. Don't even fly first class. Get on a jet. (laughs) Come on, you're a millionaire. (laughs) You know what I mean? Anyway, so when you're selecting your mentor, though, I want you to think about in a world full of clearly very shiny objects, find that single voice that guides you with a couple of things. I would say make sure that whatever it is they're going for, whatever it is that they're talking a lot about, whatever it is their vision is, aligns with your values and beliefs. If you are listening to a mentor and you're like, you get the heebie-jeebies, the yucky yuckies, maybe that's a no. Okay, maybe a good person, but just maybe not the same, um, maybe just not the right person for you, right? Maybe just not the right person for you, okay? Uh, I would look at then at, this one's really important in my opinion, who are their past mentees? And are they recent? Right, are there recent successes or... Are these people saying, oh, I helped coach. Um, I, can you imagine if somebody was like, I was Eric Worre's mentor in 1960 or something, right? You'd be like, what? Like, what have you learned since then? You're like, what have you taught since then, right? And then look at that, though. Do you want to be, uh, do you want the same success as maybe some of these people that they've mentored? Or are you going in your head like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh right? Think about that. Yeah, the people who, you know, they go to the bars and they're like 40 years old and they're still talking about their high school football game where they scored the game-winning touchdown, right? Like, tell me more about like what you're doing now. Who are you mentoring now? What are your success stories now? What's happening now? What is your current credibility now? Okay. And then the other thing I think is really important, and this is one thing I think is really dangerous, and I notice that a lot of people that are Uh, coaching and training, they don't pay attention to this, is if you're looking for a mentor, I would make sure it's someone that's continuing to learn and grow, okay? What I see, and I've talked about this a lot really openly over the last probably, um, maybe like the last year, not so much in very, very recent history because I had a super courageous conversation uh, with Brian, Uh, but I was like, what is going on on these calls? Has nobody read a book in the last year or five like, our, 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 we're really not going to get on here and train when you told us it's our week to train, open the call, and then hand it over. Really? On a leadership call? So I just picked up the phone and I said, I don't think anybody's been learning anything. I don't think you should be putting those people in front of, in front of, the, in front of the calls. doesn't make sense to me. If, if, you're not, if you're not learning and you want to talk about the same three books over and over and over again for, for the next five years, then um, I don't think we're going to grow as an organization. And it is, it, y'all all need to be champs because that call has gotten fire, okay, over the last couple of, uh, I don't know, maybe five, six weeks now, okay? 
And it's because you can tell people like, and actually like last week, Brian literally was on the call and what did he do guys? You saw it, right? He literally took a book out and literally was like, all right, eight things. Here we go. Boom. But like, it was a brand new freak. I had never even heard of the book. I had never heard of the book he read. So I just want you to think about that. Like from, sorry, I rang a bell. All right. Ding. That's your success arriving. Go get the door. All right. But anyway, (laughs) all right. But I would just say it's, it's, it's important that you're allowing to be mentored by somebody that's in a season of their life that is available for mentorship. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. The next thing I think we need to do more overall in general is, and I've obviously been working on this and you've heard me kind of mention a few of these things over the last couple of weeks, and you can do this for yourself, for a personal thing, and also for your team, overall organization, etc. is find out what your core statement is. Like, what are your core values? What is your mission statement? Now, you don't need to get all fancy and write out a mission statement if you don't want to. Maybe you do want to. I think that's great too. But what do you stand for? You know, and I, I, I know you know that I've been working on this and I'm not just preaching about it. You can tell I'm working on it because I've mentioned a couple of times over the last few weeks, our team's number one core value is empathy. It is empathy, right? And so I truly believe that if we start identifying core values around what's it like to be on Mimi's team? What does it mean to be part of Carla's organization? What is it like to be part of Cerise's team? What is it like to be with Deb? You know, what are, what are her actual values? I do believe you'll start to attract more people because people are going to look at you and go, like Megan Hunter always goes, I rock with you. I rock with you. I rock with you. That's what Megan Hunter's always doing, right? She's always saying that because it's a business that's worth supporting, right? It's a mission that's worth supporting. So what is the mission you are on? It can't just be ketones. We talk about this all the time. This, yes, we sell ketones. Yes, they're the best technology on earth. Yes, everyone and their mother needs to go buy a trial if they haven't already because what are you doing? You have no idea how good our brains all feel, okay? Yes, but it's not about ketones. There is a huge mission behind what we are doing as a team and now we're just putting words to it. So get ahead of that curve and start putting words to it now. Start defining what it means to be part of your team now, like what does it actually mean to be on a Spitfire squad? What does it actually mean to be part of an Inspire Empire? What does it mean to be part of any of them? I could list a whole bunch of team names, right? What do those things actually mean? What do those things actually stand for, right? What does it mean to be a Phoenix? Uh, part of the Phoenix Empire? What does it mean I'm part of the dynasty? What is that? When somebody thinks about being on the crew, what is that? What do you mean you're an elite? I don't know what that is. What does it mean? People shouldn't have to think about it. All right, I'm the, you're the high vibe empire. What is, what is, like, is it, is that just energy or what does that mean? And then getting deeper, right? Like, imagine if ever, if we had four, I'm making this number up. What if we had four core values and every time and, and like every day we had, I don't know, like a little, a, a little pulse went out on, uh, let's say one of our core values is love, which I think would also probably be really appropriate. What if a little example of something on our team went out every day in the pulse of like, hey, today's reminder of our core value love. And what this means is this is here's an example of love in action on our team over the last, you know, you know, 72 hours or, or 24 hours, I guess. Like, it's just an example. 
But what can you do? And if you start it now, I know we got rank twos on here. I know we got rank threes on here. Fours, fives, sixes, sevens, and eights. I know that. If you start it now, you start to create a home, right? The real place to heal for people. Because people are no longer going, huh, is she really like that? Or is it like, does she say those things because it sounds good? Or is that... You know what I mean? What is that mission statement you wholeheartedly believe in? And that just becomes your North Star. It becomes where you're guided to. Oh, why is box? Why is my sound on? Okay. And it's not just about, you know, pretty language. It's not just saying, look, uh, eat, pray, love. That's what our, fi- that's what our team is. I don't think anyone of you wrote that, but like, I'm Mindy Corby and eat, pray, love is the definition of my, no, no, no. It's not about that. Okay. It's about saying like, do, do, is it your North Star? Does it, does it direct and guide you, right? Does it represent you? Does it represent your organization? Does it represent your, your true goals as to where you're trying to expand to and your personal values? And your personal values. Now, if you continue that, then you can start moving forward. Then it's not just a, oh yeah, no, we... We run an organization based off of empathy. This is an easy one to, to go on with because speaking of businesses that are worth being part of, if you make every decision with that core statement or with those core values at your heart, everything's different. This is not a let's write down these words and then forget about it. Let's not, if this is not a put the words on the wall and then like roll out, right? No, this is like a put it in big letters, make every decision in this business with that mission statement in mind kind of a thing. There is no decision that's too big or too small, right? From, I mean, everything, everything. People are so good. Like the one that, I mean, I don't know. There's a, look, there's a reason why people don't like the church. There's a reason people don't like religion. I don't like bringing religion, religion in the conversation, but there's a reason people don't like religion. They're cool with God, but they won't go to a church. They won't say I'm a Christian or a Muslim or I'm a this, I'm a that. Because in so many cases, the humanness almost got to these people, wouldn't you don't wouldn't you say? You see the corruptness in all of this stuff, and you're like, no, I believe in a higher power. I know there's a God. You hear this every day, don't you? Well, why is that? I would guess. It's because of, right, the hypocrisy, the, the corruption, the man-made part of it, right? Where you're kind of like, well, it would be great if the wall thing at your church that says, um, come, come one, come all, we love everybody, or whatever, you know, they've got like their token statements. It would be cool if then, uh... I didn't know that the priest, I'm making up a situation, by the way, there's nothing in my head right now. If I didn't know the priest was racist, because I'll come one, come all includes, includes people whose skin color is not white, you know, or like whatever it is. Come one, come all includes the gays, right? Whatever it is, you know? And so people start going, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't align with religion. So how many of you are starting to wonder why people go, um, I don't align with network marketing. Come on, you've heard this, right? I don't like network marketing. Why? Why? 
maybe because people are saying, no, our organization, we care. Our organization, we love people. Our organization, we don't care if you sell a box or if you sell a million boxes. And then come to find out those people joined something and they just loved the community and then they were ran off because all they wanted to do was sell one or two boxes of whatever it is they were selling. It's like you can't build a core statement. When you're writing those words down, don't just write those words down because you think it's what it's supposed to be. Write the words down that are actually what you're trying to build here. Because that becomes something worth fighting for. And it becomes something people will fight for. Like when people talk badly about our team, I don't have to say anything. There are literally thousands of you. I know there's only 100 on this call because this is an exclusive call. But there are thousands of you that turn into rabid, like, empire knights in shining armor with weapons. Like... I mean, it is scary the way some of you react when somebody, somebody talks badly about Betty and you guys literally go off. You lose your mind. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Right. But maybe that's because one of our values, I don't know if it'll be a core value, but it probably is, is it is such a family. It probably almost feels like somebody's attacking mom. They didn't say your name, but I feel like they're attacking Jesse Lee. All right? Like, people start getting crazy about it, right? You start to protect your own. And if you have those core values around what you're doing, it just changes and shifts your entire business. So write those things down, and no decision is too small to be considered part of the statement. So, you know, we talk about, we've talked about, I'm just giving you another example. We've talked about inclusivity for a long time, and... Um, you know, uh, Angelica was like, you know, I want, I want more, uh, I want more frontline stuff. You've heard this example before, right? And I'm, and I was like, what? I could have easily been like, and at the time she was a rank one, right? I could have been like, you are just a rank one. You don't, you, you don't think you get enough attention because you're on the front line and you're on the front line. Well, maybe you should do more. I could have said that. I could have been a big meanie. Instead, I went, ooh, I always talk about how I listen. I talk about how I care. And I, I talk about how everybody can come to me and tell me their suggestions to make our team better. Maybe I should listen. And it changed so much about my business, right? Even just planting that little seed. And so I want you to go there sometimes. I want you to think sometimes, hey, you know, if I say I'm going to be this way, how can I actually be this way? And it can't just be when you yell and snap at people and then you like, you know, send them a gift in the mail because you know you've been an a-hole, right? That doesn't work either. You can't manipulate people with your money. It doesn't work. All right. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Um, or, you know, you're, you're, you've been terrible to people. You've bullied your downline and then they hit a rank. And so all of a sudden that person writes a nice status about you as if like, they've mentored you or they've developed you or how you've all, you've all seen this, right? Come on. We've seen these kinds of things. And you know, what's the weirdest thing is you can always tell when it happens because the person that it's written about never comments back. Awkward turtle, right? Like that literally happens. I see it. I see it. I'm like, Oh heavens. That's strange. Yeah. Awkward turtles. Little turtle. All right. Strange. And then I will say, 
after you've got all your mission statements laid out, etc., 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 is I kind of touched on it, but let's stay committed to being lifelong students, right? We've got to remain these lifelong learners because that attracts so many people because it's something worth being part of. If somebody sees that being part of what you're doing is going to set them on a trajectory where they're continuing to grow as people, everybody wants more. And it's not just more money. It's, it's not just more wealth. A lot of the times it's things like they just want to be a better person. A lot of the times I think people get on these calls and they're like, well, I learned about patience today. I know exactly how I'm going to apply that to my marriage or how I'm going to apply that to my children or how I'm going to apply that to whatever, right? I think most of the stuff we teach and train is not just based around business. I think it's oftentimes based around so much more. Just a great example of that. So remain that lifelong student. You're never too old. Seek out the people you admire and learn from them, right? Get to events. I know you're all, I know you're the leaders. I know you're going to Keto Academy. I'm just saying like, go to the things, learn new things and be willing to be wrong, right? Be willing to be wrong. Be willing to do the work. Be willing to be vulnerable. Be willing to be a student in any day and age and be willing to make a fool of yourself or be embarrassed. You know, like when I started Improve It, I haven't told you guys this, but like Brian talks about this a lot. He talks about how you've heard him before say, just show up, just show up, right? I do think some of you should probably consider just showing up to loot. Like some of you bigger leaders on here or people nearby anyway, like the sevens, the sixes, I would get your little crew and I would take them to Louisville and I would just show up. Why not? If you remember when I joined, how often was I in Louisville? I was literally there all the time, like just showing up. Like sometimes I would even sleep in his basement, (laughs) you know, like, hi, I'm here. Hi, is there somewhere for me to sleep? I am here. Now that like, isn't a thing anymore. So don't ask to sleep in his basement. Okay. But like, just show up. If you want to grow and you want to be seen and you want your team to maybe be to have a bigger vision cast and you're trying to get more of those twos to three, well, I wouldn't maybe do a two, but maybe like a three to a four, a four to a five, a five to a six, six to a seven. I don't know. Get a little group together. Go. You've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to show people how serious you are about this. There are some of you on here that are just like retail monsters and you don't show up to my house and you live in Texas. What the hell is that about? Or you're, you're really building a business and you literally live down the road and you don't come over here. Why? It's not just corporate, right? If you come to my house, you are going to learn. I'm telling you, ask anybody who's been to this house. I'm not even, it's not like I'm sitting down like, all right, the training starts now. No, it's just the way I do things. It's just the way I, I, I work. It's just the way things happen. Like yesterday I had Brie time, right? We had two hours scheduled in there and it ended up being more like we weren't working. Like we were, we were doing fun stuff, like calling Louis Vuitton stores, trying to get some incentives. We were uh, looking for buses, you know, like we were doing all kinds of like whatever, but that's part of what this is. Get on a plane, Agatha. I'm not going to tell you no. If you come over from Italy, I'm not going to say Kenny and Agatha, get the hell out of here. You are not welcome. Like literally not going to happen. Okay. I just want you to think about that. Okay. Think about ways you can get uncomfortable and you can grow. 
Because when people see that, it always becomes something that they want to be part of. Because they go, oh, I've always wanted something like that. 